Good morning. This is Miss Babin at Time with Miss Babin, and this is going to be episode number six. It is for Louisiana history, and our topic today is the West Florida Rebellion. Well, to begin with, I hope you had a good weekend and that you're taking care of yourselves. Um, as we're recording, if you hear the sound of that a dinging, that is actually you all responding to today's trivia question. I want to thank you on how you all are responding, and I'm trying to think of ways to uh, acknowledge how well you all are doing that over the distances and times. But uh, today, as we go through this, I hope that uh, with this um, podcast, that you have taken a look at the review questions and the material that goes with this, and that you read them before you listen to the podcast so that you know what to specifically listen for to fill in that content. This is not going to be a very long podcast because we're going to be talking about a very singular event in Louisiana history, and it is the West Florida Rebellion. And this is where with your activity book, uh, when you did the activity page where you identified the uh, the states that come out of the Louisiana Purchase, you might want to look at that again because you're going to notice something on that map, which I'm going to be pointing out to you as we speak in just the next few seconds. So let's go ahead and let's get started with the information on the West Florida Rebellion. Now, as we know, we've talked about West Florida. Uh, West Florida is made up of certain present-day parishes of Louisiana. And it is actually made up of East Baton Rouge Parish, East Feliciana Parish, West Feliciana Parish, Parish, St. Helena Parish, and St. Tammany Parish. So again, that's East Baton Rouge, East Feliciana, West Feliciana, St. Helena and St. Tammany, all of those parishes. And we know that um, that was a part of Florida and because Florida extended to the Mississippi River. And this area is going to be an, a little, an important little strip of land, uh, not just us, but to Louisiana history. Because, of course, it ultimately becomes a capital city and a, an area that is extremely um, valuable and uh, wealthy uh, throughout our state's history. So we have what's going, let's recap here. Claiborne is now the governor of territory of Orleans. Uh, the Louisiana Purchase was separated into two sections. And most of it, which is north of what is today's basically northern boundary of the state, uh, is called the Louisiana Territory. And that is going to be under the control of General James Wilkinson. He, remember, he had come to Louisiana with Claiborne when Claiborne assumed responsibility for uh, the lands of the Louisiana Purchase. And he was in charge of the military. Uh, James Wilkinson is the highest ranking officer in the U.S. Army. So he is still in control of the military forces in that region of the country that includes the territory of Orleans, which in 1812 will become Louisiana, the state, and the Louisiana territory, which is going to be broken up into all of those different states that you identified on your map. One thing when you look at the map of uh, Louisiana, if you look at that activity page book, is you're going to notice that the Florida parishes are not initially in the Louisiana Purchase. And that is going to be uh, a part of what leads to the West Florida Rebellion. So what are the causes of the West Florida Rebellion? 
Well, now remember, the Americans actually claimed that land. They insisted that it had been a part of the original Louisiana Purchase and that it was actually now American territory. So the United States always believed it was theirs and they insisted that they were going to control it, but they didn't want to have war with Spain. They wouldn't have, they didn't want to have war with anyone uh, because they didn't have much of an army and they didn't have the money for it. So they were trying to avoid any type of open conflict. And this of course put Claiborne as, as the governor of the territory of Orleans in a bit of a difficult spot because remember on one uh, border. He's got the free state of Sabine, which is a no man's land for criminals. And now on one of his other borders, he's got this disputed territory with Spain. So he is constantly having to juggle this uh, as the governor of that area of the monitoring and the protection of his lands that he um, has to control and yet still try to keep peace with the Spanish. So he really, it really is one of the great difficulties that he has to deal with as governor of Louisiana. A second cause of it is that the Spanish, um, of this rebellion, is that the Spanish are just determined to stay in Baton Rouge because they want the access to the Mississippi River. And so they have a very small garrison, meaning a small group of soldiers are located at Baton Rouge, and they won't leave. So as far as the Americans are concerned, the this is a foreign army occupying part of their territory. As far as the Spanish are con- concerned, they're saying, we didn't sell, we didn't give this to Napoleon. So you have that brewing constantly. And the third cause is actually going to be the people, the settlers. This Remember, Great Britain had controlled all of that Gulf Coast region region until Galvez took it over in that great battle of Pensacola and then the battles of uh, Fort Pamir and Fort Richmond. So living in that area, there were people who were British and the Spanish had never made them leave. But also what had happened is that Americans had started to move in because this was wonderful territory. It was good land. And so Americans were living there. So you had in this area of these parishes, the majority was becoming people who were not Spanish. They were going to be people who were British or people who were American. So they were growing in the population. And then after the Louisiana Purchase, well, the Americans considered it theirs and Americans just poured in to this region. And so we're talking about areas around Baton Rouge to our east, to our north, up going towards St. Francisville. And this is an area that is very, very rich in land, in soil. It is an area where a lot of farms and plantations start getting built. And it becomes a very wealthy area quickly. So, of course, the Americans want it because it's well-established. And the Spanish don't want to let it go because it's being well-established. So, But you have Americans moving in there. And so you have these three things that are going to lead to this revolt. First, that the Americans claim it and they consider it theirs. Excuse me, that the Spanish don't want to let it go. And they've actually stationed soldiers there. (coughs) Excuse me again. And that more and more of the settlers are becoming Americans. And these Americans really believe 
they really believe that this area of West Florida is just going to become a part of the United States somehow. And so they want to start living that way. And we're going to see that they actually do. So what actually lead, what is this revolt all about and how does it happen? Well, the rebellion happens, actually it starts in 1810 and or 1810, but there had actually been a rebellion led by three brothers about three years before in 1807. It was called the Kemper Insurrection. It was these three brothers and it failed, uh, but they had actually tried to get, lead a group of people to break off of that strip coming into Louisiana across Mississippi from Florida and uh, to become an independent uh, region. But in 1810, you know, after that Kemper insurrection failed, the people still had, people were still wanting independence. They were wanting to have a democratic form of government. And they felt that the Spanish weren't paying any attention to them and weren't doing very much for them. So what happens is that in St. Francisville, Louisiana, and if any of you have gone up to St. Francisville, you know, it's a beautiful area. But in St. Francisville, Louisiana, uh, a group of landowners met and they decided that they were going to start to establish a their own community there. And they were going to start to establish um, their lives according to the democratic principles of the United States. It's how they wanted to live. And they had they felt the it was going to happen anyway, that they were going to become a part of the United States, and they were basically tired of waiting. Even though the US government was not making a move to take this land and make it a part of anything in the United States. So they basically they decided they set up a convention, kind of like the Continental Congress had done uh, before the American Revolution. They started to make decisions. And said, we're going to do things to meet the needs of the people. We're going to start collecting taxes. We're going to uh, elect a sheriff. We're going to choose some people to be judges. We're going to form our own little militia. They started doing all of these things to start building up to becoming more independent. They actually uh, sent a list of grievances to the Spanish governor, telling him what they were doing and why they were doing it. and the Spanish governor, he knew he didn't have the soldiers to, to repress this. So he pretended to go along with them. Uh, the people in St. Francisville and in uh, what becomes the Florida parishes, they act like they're going to go along with the Spanish governor. They even went so far as to tell him that from the tax money, we'll pay your salary. You know, so they were all, they're both playing each other a little bit in this situation. But what happens is that the um, the Americans, uh, and that's what we're going to call the people of West Florida, the Americans learned that the Spanish were actually sending troops to come into this region and that they were going to uh, put down any opportunities for rebellion or independence. And so the people started to act very, very quickly. They formed a militia. They chose one of their local leaders who had military experience to be the head of it. And he was called Colonel Philemon Thomas. Philemon Thomas. That is a great name there. And he actually takes, he they form a militia, a group of several hundred men get together and they go and they march on Baton Rouge and they take over Baton Rouge. 
they lower the Spanish flag and they raise their own flag, which is a blue flag with a white star in the center of it. So, uh, and they declare their independence from Spain. So this area, the West Florida Republic, is what they start to call themselves. So for anybody who has family in Texas or comes from Texas, here's the um, here's the news. It is Louisiana, the West Florida Republic, um, that was the first Lone, Ta- Lone Star Republic on this continent, not our friends in Texas. Uh, but they go further. They hold another convention. They actually elect a president from among uh, their leaders. And this man's name was Full War Skipwith. Now, you know I like Saint Denis' name, but I got to say Full War Skipwith is my absolutely favorite name from Louisiana history. And his name is spelled exactly the way it sounds. Full War Skipwith. But he is actually elected the president of uh, the West Florida Republic. They write a constitution. You see, they're getting all ready to become a part of the United States. And they do all of this in November of 1810. Well, the Spanish really don't know what to do because remember, Spain is a weakening country and they're not sure how the Americans are going to respond. Well, by this time, the president is James Madison and he just, he's not going to waste a moment on this. He orders Claiborne to go in to West Florida, annex it and make it a part of the uh, Orleans territory. And he says, just, just go in and do it. And he does. And that's what Claiborne does. And so the, so this West Florida Republic um, is declares its independence in November of 1810. And by the end of December of 1810, it is actually a part of what becomes the state of Louisiana. And the interesting thing is that Spain is still claiming it, and Spain will not relinquish any claim to this area until 1819. And of course, Louisiana's a state in 1812. Uh, but the Spanish really do know they're not going to get it back. And so that is how the great Republic of West Florida was formed, and we have the West Florida uh, the West Florida Rebellion, one of those moments in American and Louisiana history that are pretty interesting, but it's how we actually became a part of Louisiana. And it continued to become a very productive and um, successful part of the state in terms of the people and in terms of the resources. So that is our podcast for this week. Uh, please make sure that you go back and you listen to this again. I do want to thank you for your participation in the trivia questions. I think they're really, they've been really good. Uh, I do want to remind you and ask you to do something uh, that's uh, in connection with our Catholic faith. And I'm sure as you remember, I had given you earlier in the year, the prayer to Our Lady of Prompt Sucker. And, you know, we say it at the time of hurricanes. Uh, We said it throughout all of hurricane season. And actually, you know, as I was praying this morning and thinking about things, that prayer came to my mind. And, you know, I thought I never believed when we started saying that prayer in August that we might want to pull it out and say it for another reason. And I do want you to know that that prayer has a, um, a place in uh, Louisiana history because during one of the great fires of Louisiana, uh, the Ursuline Convent was in the path of the flames. 
And the nuns and the girls who were in that convent school were trapped and they had nowhere to go. And what they did is they took a, um, an icon, a painting of Our Lady of Perpetual Help, and they put it in the window that was facing the direction that the flames were coming. And they began to pray. And they, Our Lady, they began to pray to Our Lady of Perpetual Help and Our Lady of Prompt Succor. And as the flames came closer, they were diverted. And they did not uh, attack that part of uh, Charter Street where the school was and where the nuns and the girls were held and trapped. So in thinking about that, I think it might be a good time for us to pull out that prayer again and ask for Our Lady's immediate help for not just the people of Louisiana, but for all of our country and for all of our world. So I'm just going to suggest that y'all take that out and consider saying that prayer by yourselves or with your families. Know that I'm thinking about you all the time and that I do wish you the very best.